Hey everyone, welcome back to the program. I am sitting here today with Marla Green. Marla, thank you so much for being part of the program. Thank you for having me here. Yes, ma'am. For those who are not familiar with the work you're doing, let them know about yourself. So yeah, I'm a nurse practitioner and I conduct continuing education events for nurse practitioner, nurses, clinical nurse, um, clinical, clinical nurse, I can't, I can't think. I'm sorry. <laughs> Clinical nurse educators. Okay, there we go. <laughs> um, and um, anyway, we conduct those events and that provides them with continuing education credits. They need those continuing education credits in order to renew their license and certifications. Mm, how long have you been doing that type of work? A little bit over a year. Awesome. Now, for individuals that are thinking about going into the clinical domain, if you will, there may be a lot of trepidation considering the fact that we did just finish a worldwide pandemic. Uh, what what kind of words of, of encouragement could you give to that individual that's maybe thinking about entering that domain, but again, maybe facing some fear? Well, you know, I'm an educator, so I don't really see people face to face. I miss being at the bedside. Um, words of encouragement are, you know, there's always something, you know, as nurses, we've always met something. Um, and we've always been fearless. I mean, you know, you have to go back, you know, look at Florence Nightingale, you know, when, you know, nurses began, you know, when the windows were open and, you know, she was taking care of people and didn't necessarily know what the names of some of these bugs were, but they were fearlessly taking care of people. Um, you know, there's always going to be something and you just have to be careful and, you know, take care of yourself as you would any other day. You know, I mean, the, the precautions that we took during COVID, yeah, they, they were a little bit more extreme, but I mean, when you got back down to it, it was really hand washing, right? And, you know, taking care of yourself. So, I mean, you can do it. If you care about people and love people, you know, you can do it. You talk about fearlessness, the transition of being on the field to them being in training and educating it's it's a big transition. And most often, one of the biggest fears that we face is, what am I going to do next? Or where am I going to be most effective? Talk to that individual that may be facing that transitional period of, should I shift careers? Should I not? Should I leave the field? What kind of word of advice or strategy they could use in that transition? Well, I'm... <laughs> I'm going to do that by telling you about my experience, how I became an educator. Um, you know, I was driving down 75 one day. I was working as a nurse practitioner in um, an oncology outpatient clinic. And, you know, I was running around an outpatient clinic. I was doing that as a nurse practitioner in that particular clinic for two years. Prior to that, um, I did um, OBGYN as a nurse practitioner. And prior to that, I worked as an oncology nurse, um, nurse for 10 years. So, you know, I like to run around and interact with people. So then, like I said, I was on 75 South in Atlanta. And if you know anything about Atlanta, you know that Atlanta equals traffic. 
(laughs) (laughs) So, um, you know, I was just on the highway. I had just gotten my hair done. It was a beautiful sunny day. I was drinking my Baja Blast, which is my favorite drink from Taco Bell. (laughs) And um, everything was beautiful. Um, I had just hit a patch of stop and go traffic. And um, there was an 18-wheeler behind me. And um, I didn't pay much attention to it. So um, I had stopped. And all of a sudden, the 18-wheeler rear-ended me. And, you know, what he said is that, you know, the lane beside us was going. And that was true. And he was trying to change lanes. And so he didn't realize that our lane had stopped when he was trying to change lanes. And so that's why he hit me. And so it was a four car accident. And so that day I didn't realize it, but um, you know, long story short is, you know, I, I went from being a nurse practitioner running around to being disabled. And so I had to pivot and, you know, that's how I became an educator. Um, so to answer your question directly, if you don't become something else out of something happening to you, you know, and you have to pivot, if it's because you want to pivot, do something you love, excuse me, find something that you love, Um, you know, because you don't want to go into something that you're going to end up transitioning into something else in a couple of years, right? You want to stick to something and be, be profitable about, be profitable from it and love it, right? For the next, you know, however many years and hopefully you're gonna retire early, right? Mm-hmm. So that's my advice. So we talk about fearlessness of entering into the field, but there's a level of fearlessness that you took on that you displayed when Here, life gives you, as it's been said, life gives you lemon, but you make lemonade, right? You you pivot, right? You still keep going. Talk about that that motivation or that 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 drive inside of you that said, "No, I have to keep going." Well, Miguel, I'm not gonna lie and be like, "Oh yeah, you know." The next day, I got up and I was like, "I'm gonna do something else." It didn't happen like that. And I want to stress that because, you know, I had to go through grieving my career. I, you know, went through depression, you know, I went through who am I and why in the world, you know, did I check all the boxes that I was supposed to check and I did everything I was supposed to do. And then why did this still happen to me? You know, I, I, I had to go through all of that. And I want to say that because, you know, it's okay to do that, you know, Um, you know, there's nothing wrong with you if you have to go through that period of grief. And I think I want to even dare say that it's normal to go through that period of grief. So, yeah, I was depressed. I was anxious. um, I was hopeless. Um, But I was also on the other side of that after months and months of experience in that and giving into the pain and feeling like I could do nothing. Um, I was looking for a job one day and it was for health coaching. And so I I just knew I was going to be a health coach. (laughs) I was like, yeah, this is something I could do from home. You know, 
I need this because, you know, th- we're not making the income that, you know, I want to make. Mm-hmm. And so I remember talking to this lady and um, it quickly became evident to me that I needed to work on myself. Like I needed to be healthy myself and not like my body, but like my mind. And, you know, that was the first time that I was like, oh, personal development. Because when I was younger, I, I don't know, I, you look young, quite a bit younger than I was, or uh, than I am. Sure, but thank you. when I was younger, personal development was like Tom Cruise and New Agey, right? <laughs> like, don't talk about personal development, because you're going to be with those New Agey people. Mm-hmm. So, so now it's like really accepted, and it's like what you do. Mm-hmm. And so... When she was like, hey, Marla, you know, you might want to work on on yourself. And she said it much more eloquently than that. (laughs) Then I was like, it was like a light bulb moment. And I was like, okay, yeah, I do need to work on myself. (laughs) And I'm so glad I had that conversation because, you know, after that and after, you know, getting my mind healthy, you know, along with my body, um, you know, I, I realized that either I could let the pain control me or I could control the pain. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm I am I'm very appreciative of of the transparency that you're presenting your story with because as you mentioned, oftentimes in that transitional period, like you can A, choose your transition and say, I'm going to make this move, or B, life will force you to make a transition. It's very much that life forced you to make a transition. And and I just love the transparency because you're saying, well, yeah, it sucked. It would feel good. <laughs> and, and yet you were able to dust yourself off and pivot, and you were able to fearlessly walk into that new stage of your life. Most often individuals talk about at the start of the new year, one or two things. One, either resolutions and setting goals, or two, maybe establishing a one word, and that one word should be the anchor for the entire year. Do you swing any particular way with reference to the new year? Are you maybe more goal setting, writing those down, or are you just one word? Where do you fall into that spectrum? I'm I'm neither. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay. How do you, how do you then, and, and I love that, like, how do you then work out uh, what, what is the next move for Marla? Like, how do you work out what's the next move, not just for you, but as, as someone who is running a business, managing, leading, how do you determine what's next? So I have been writing stuff down, you know, I mean, like just continually, not like at the first of the year mm-hmm. or anything, just like writing down the things that I need to get done. Um, and then it's just like a continual list. And if I don't get it done, I just don't beat myself up. And that that was my problem previously with lists because I'm a perfectionist, mm-hmm. right? I think a lot of nurses are, you know, we're perfectionists, we're detail oriented. You know, we are taught to think, you know, to think about things before anticipate that's the word that Mm -hmm. I'm looking for anticipate people's needs and so you know in business that was hard for me you know because I was 
you know, I'm anticipating something like 10 steps ahead and then I'm beating myself up because I'm not getting those goals done. Right. Mm -hmm. So I had to stop and just, you know, write stuff down, you know, as I go. And then I had to quit beating myself up if I didn't get those goals done. Mm -hmm. So for me, that's why like the word of the year and like the goals doesn't work for me because it makes me more anxious. Mm -hmm. If I don't, you know, get those things done, I don't know, like by February. <laughs> and I know that's <laughs> supposed to be for the year, right? <laughs> but, you know, nurses right. are very type A, you know, yeah. and we're like, no, we got to get it done. We have 12 hours to get this done <laughs> and it's supposed to be done, right? We got a nursing plan, you know, hey. So, and the other thing that has been really good for me in business is having a mentor. Mm. I can't tell you how amazing having a mentor has been. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, to me, strategy is a defined number of steps to help you obtain a breakthrough moment. And you've spoken about that aha moment when that person said, hey, you got to work on you. You talk about your specific strategy, which is you just go with this running list and then you show yourself grace. And it's that one inch closer to where you want to be, which uh, awesome strategy and awesome realization of yourself. I know that you don't use a one word for the year, but if you were to have a one word that encapsulated your life, what would that one word be? Progression is the first word that comes to my to my mind, you know, that I, I need to make progress. So whatever I have to do, you know, baby steps, huge steps, there's got to be some kind of forward progression. Awesome. I love that. For those who are listening and want to get connected with you and all the awesome things you're doing, how could they do so? So my website is education, Educatrix Seminars. So it's E-D-U-C-A-T-R-I-X and it's seminars with an S on the end. And then we're on all platforms at Educatrix, E-D-U-C-A-T-R-I-X. A is an Apple, P is a Paul, S is in Sam, except for TikTok is Educatrix Seminars. Awesome. Marla, I'm so grateful that you would be a part of the program here today. Thank you so much. It was so much fun. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you.